0: You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights which help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up to date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. I'm your host, Asher Matthew. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic intent and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Asher Matthew, and I'm with a company called Demand Matrix. And today, I'm super excited to invite to the show Ali Penny to talk to us about nurturing talent. Ali, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Super awesome. So, Ali, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, sure. So I am a Long Island native and NYU graduate, um, and I have been working for a company called DX for the past 11 and a half years, um, really focused on building out programs, uh, taking small ideas, and then bringing them to fruition and, and making sure they have a huge impact at the company. Um, I was one of the original hires at Yex, really proud of that, And uh, I've helped build out a ton of different teams and programs and processes that I'm really proud of, fortunately, are still in place across a lot of departments we have at the company today. And my current role uh, is running different recruiting programs, but I'm primarily focused on our newest initiative, which is our rotational program called Upward.
0: Fascinating. Let's dive in. So tell us about your journey of how you got to Yext and then what have you been working while your time there, and what's the most exciting thing that you're working on right now?
1: Yeah, um, so I am so proud of my story, and and hopefully everybody enjoys it. Um, it is definitely not uh, the norm. Um, I mentioned earlier I was an NYU graduate, so I actually was a psychology major and um, pretty set on going to med school, um, so it makes no sense if, <laughs> thinking about where I am now, but um, I got introduced to our co-founders through a friend of mine while I was in college. And um, I feel like you could probably appreciate this, but I was just work, work, work. What can I do to make money? You know, starving uh, a college student in New York city. And um, they were building out a, a new tech company at, you know, the concept of a startup was even foreign to me. And he called me up and said, Hey, we need a salesperson. I think you'd be great. Um, you know, they'll teach you what you need to do. Just come in and interview. And I said, sure, why not? I could use an extra buck. Um, and so I, they hired me as an intern when I was in college and I did uh, phone sales for almost a full year. Um, sh- shocker, it turns out I'm really good at sales. So um, I decided actually when I graduated, um, a few things that, you know, had decided why I didn't want to go to med school, mainly I just was looking to work again and, and not continue on to graduate school. And um, Yext was still a company and they were growing and they were happy to have me back and so I said let's do it and that was in 2009 and I've been there ever since um so it's been a really interesting and really exciting ride I as I mentioned I was in sales I started in sales um was really good at it but anyone in sales knows you know the grind of riding that roller coaster and um was not really for me uh, I found the stress of it to be a little too much um, but I had really you know, I had the relationships with the right people. Obviously, I knew our co-founders and I had always been someone to raise my hand for projects and just inserting myself where I could. And that worked to my advantage. So I got tapped to do a bunch of different projects. I did some sales testing and then I got put into kind of a a client relations role for a while. Um, And then over time, uh, Yex started to build out almost kind of a new company within the company and uh, built out now what you all know to do now. And we were building our little core listings product. And I got asked to do client support, which I had never done before, but it was really focused in operations and we needed a proof of concept. And so I said, okay, got that proof of concept. And then we quickly realized that we needed a team, we needed to build a a process around it, that we needed to hire. And I immediately raised my hand and said, this is what I want to do. I want to run this team. I want to take over and I want to build all this out. And they trusted me to do so. And that's that was really the beginning of my management career. Um, and I built out that department. We went from two people to over 40 in a few different countries over almost five years. Um, and then I moved on from that role. I, I dabbled in client success for a few years and managed a couple teams there. Um, took over another operations team for a while and built out, that out from scratch. Um, and then in 2018 is when I got, again, another opportunity um, to build out this rotational program, which is where I've been spending the majority of my last year and a half, um, which has been incredibly rewarding, incredibly challenging, um, and a whole new kind of landscape for me that I'm really proud of and really excited to talk about.
0: It's, it's great to see, and I totally appreciate your journey, because I firmly believe that if you want to do something material at a company, you have to stay there for more than two years. And so yes. the longer you stay there, the longer you, uh, the more opportunities you have. And then you have those relationships that carry you forward. So congrats on a successful run at Yext.
1: Thank you so much. And I so, totally agree with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it totally. And so I believe that when you look at people operations, right, or people mm-hmm. professionals uh, like yourself, uh, have Two types of people that they're dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. They're dealing with the reps who want to become an exec, and then they're dealing with execs who want to unlock their, let's call it, execiness, and get to that super exec status. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you think about these two tracks from your vantage point?
1: Yeah, it's it's such an interesting kind of uh, way to think about it, but I think it makes so much sense. And when I was thinking about this, you know, the rep to exec, I think, is is kind of the obvious that. Most people find themselves on that track, and I've been on that track for a long time. Um, And for me, I mean, I think the most important things that if you're on there, the first and fundamental thing that you should be focusing on is building out your skill set, you know, finding out what you're good at. And then when you figure that out, honing in on that. I tell everybody that I manage if you don't become an expert at something and prove your worth and value in that field, then you're not going to be able to move on and then continue to do different things because you're never really becoming really good at that one thing. You want to be irreplaceable. And then you need to be able to see where there's white space and be able to fill that white space. But I always say, if you're going to fill white space, make sure you're not sacrificing what you're already doing. So that's why you got to be really good and be an expert. And then I always talk about, you know, on that rep to exec journey, how do you become relevant? How do you add your value? You know, I mentioned that about myself. I had to figure out where I fit in and how I could be relevant to our co founders and to our new leaders that were joining the company who didn't even know me. You know, so you have to find ways to make yourself relevant, insert yourself where it's appropriate. Um, And then I always say the last part of all of that to kind of bring you to that executive level is building that network and establishing your role in the org. Just like you said, you know, you need time and tenure to do that. And you need to have some patience, I think, too. You know, that's not something that happens overnight. And so having this expectation that something, you know, a light switch is going to flip and then, boom, you're going to rise to the top is not really realistic. It does take hard work. Um, and sometimes it does take failures, too, and recognizing those failures. Um, and then thinking about that exec to super exec, track, right? Now you're up at the top. So how do you distinguish yourself? And I think in my own personal opinion, the difference between an exec and a super exec is being known for something and having a legacy, you know, right. Something that people are going to look at you and be like, that's, that's what they're good at. That's what they're known for. Um, and being unique, not being afraid to take risks. I, you know, I always talk about our CEO and, and I've been with him for so long. And part of what I love about his leadership is his ability to just constantly think forward and innovate and, and make changes when we need to. And I think that that's what separates an executive that just leads based on, you know, what they see in front of them versus thinking out in the future and, and, and separating themselves. Um, and, and that's kind of how I think about it when I'm coaching, you know, anybody working for me as well.
0: Well said. I, I definitely believe what you have thought both about the rep to exec piece, definitely on the patience piece of it there, and mm-hmm. then exec to super exec, and I'll be transparent, like I, when I was moving from a rep to exec, I clearly was not as patient as I could have been. And uh, yeah. and I want to give a shout out to all the managers that I was a pain for. <laughs> thank you for supporting me. <laughs>
1: you know, the, the, the tricky part I think is, you know, especially with millennials, I mean, I hate using that that term, but I'll use it because I think it, it, it's appropriate here. You know, we they're ambitious. We work really hard. We want that success. And I, I respect that so much. But I always say, you know, sometimes the grass is greener, but more often than not, the grass is not always greener. And it's really hard to start over. And um, I think, you know, it's not for everybody, but I think if you could really have that that ability to kind of sit tight and just, again, become an expert and become really, really valuable, it ends up paying off in the long run.
0: Absolutely. So let's dive into into a little bit about the things that you're working on, right? And you've yeah. now, believe, I believe, established a program at least two times, right? Have you taken yep. an idea and created a process around it? So yeah. unpack that for us.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you talking about Upward Two, which is, I mean, is the epitome of building out something from scratch with absolutely no direction. Um, I think I'm so proud of it, and and I I have. I think there's a lot of ways that you can kind of take this concept and do it with anything. And that's what I like to do. Um, but it's, it's definitely for you can't, you can't be uh, intimidated by, by the unknown that's for sure. Um, but for me, like when you're thinking about a program or you're taking an idea and trying to bring it to concept, but something that has impact, you know, once you have that idea or let's say maybe it's somebody else's idea and you have to go and execute on it. Um, you can't execute anything unless you know what the end goal is and know what the KPIs are associated with that goal. If you don't know what the value is that you're building out is or how it's going to impact the business and what the return is going to be, then what's the point? You know, for me, a rotational program, we knew our end goal was to find the best talent we could possibly find for Yext. And we had a, a timeline we had to do it in. And we had um, particular teams that we knew we wanted to fill positions in ultimately. And so I had to take that concept and say, okay, well, how do I find good talent? How do I measure good talent? And what are these roles? What value do these roles add to the business? And where have we maybe been lacking before then so we could figure out what we could do differently? And a lot of that came back to how do we interview? Um, how do we we develop their skills? How do we, you know, what education are they coming from? What what experience do they have? You know, maybe it, it, we can actually be different. Um, and then I always talk about doing your research. You know, it, it, chances are it, what you're trying to build may not be exactly the same somewhere else, but someone's probably doing something similar. And I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, getting to know what your competition is doing. I don't think that there's anything wrong with competition. Um, and I think it just makes you smarter and wiser and gives you ideas. And so I, d- I spent months doing research about in all different kinds of companies and technology and finance and um, just to understand how rotational programs work. And ultimately we decided to do something completely different than what they do, but I wouldn't have known to do that if I didn't know how it was done somewhere else. Um, and then I like to talk about, you know, you have to build a framework and you have to hit key milestones and you have to stick to those milestones. It's okay to make changes and pivot them, but if you don't have incremental goals that you're willing to hit along the way, it's really easy to get off track. And I personally, within that framework, I like to build outlines. I like to just take everything in my head and just spit it out on paper and then fill in the gaps. And then I can unpack that into, okay. Okay. Which of this is needs to be done in the next week? What of this needs to be done in the next three months, six months, so on and so forth? And then you can start to really keep yourself on track and keep yourself organized. Um, and then I think the most important thing um, when all is said and done as you're going through it along the way, first of all, you want to surround yourself with a really good team. But I also talk about people that are going to give you unbiased feedback. What's really interesting for me and my program is we rotate our analysts around the entire organization and we place them on teams around the organization. So while I can get feedback from all the different teams on, you know, what's important to them and, and, you know, how their teams operate at the end of the day, they're still going to come to me with a bias because they're coming through with that lens of what they do and what's important to them. And. That isn't necessarily what's going to equate to what's important for somebody else. So it's really important about getting a really strong team, really, really um, supportive people that are going to give you that unbiased feedback. Um, And you want to make sure you're getting regular feedback because you cannot do it alone. And I think if anyone is fooling themselves, if they think that they can. Um, And then at the end of the day, when you're ready to pull the trigger, don't be afraid to pull the trigger and know that it may not be perfect and you're going to have mistakes. You're going to fumble along the way, Um, but stick to your convictions and stick to what's important to you. And and if you do all of that, I feel like you could probably get there and, and be pretty successful with what you're trying to achieve.
0: Superb. Thanks for sharing that framework with us. Any lessons in codifying that process into the DNA of your company?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, I think the hardest thing or the lessons that I've learned, I it's kind of like what I just said at the end, like you can't, you can't do it yourself. Um, and I think you have to figure out, you know, at the end of the day, like, is there anything else for us? It was, it really boiled down to the interview process. You know, I was thinking about, you know, we're, we're talking about getting really good talent and we're talking about getting them into the business. And what it actually ended up exposing is we had to make adjustments to the entire interview process that we had across the company. And what was really cool is as we were building out this interview process for Upward, we ended up adding in this whole new stage of interviewing for what we do at Yext. And it's become ingrained in everything that we do. And a lot of it has to do with diversity within the interviewers and having unbiased interviewers, just like I'm talking about getting unbiased people to give you feedback. Um, And I think it was not necessarily just a lesson for me, but it was a lesson for the rest of the company, which I thought was a really exciting kind of thing to uncover because that's what drives good talent.
0: Superb, superb. All right, well, thank you for sharing this amazing insight with us. As customary to this podcast, we always ask who are two other people that you would want us to invite to this podcast who are as passionate about as things that you're passionate about about other things. So who would those two people be, Ali?
1: Yeah, so I'm really excited to introduce you guys to both Michael Meshawitz, who is a, a software engineering manager specifically focused on data science at Yext. Um I've actually had the pleasure of working with him more recently. Um, it, for those of you that are not familiar with YX, um, we focus on helping businesses and organizations um, answer the questions that people are asking across the internet about their business. Um, and ensuring that when someone's looking for that information and a company's using our technology, you know, anywhere they're looking, they can be confident that they're getting the right information. From the business, and a lot of that has to do with natural language processing and, and all the data that we're collecting from when people are asking those questions. And obviously, data science is a really you know interesting and hot topic right now. And he runs all of data science for Yext, and really, really incredible guy. So, really proud to introduce him. And then the other one is Rory Stern. Um, Rory is the VP of um, Enterprise Sales across EMEA or Yext Mia. Um, I have known Rory for. Over ten years, we started together in, back in two thousand nine. Selling, um, he's had an incredible journey and growth with the X. He's managed a bunch of different teams. He's he's worked, um, you know, in in large sections of our business, and I think has a really interesting story to tell about how to grow, you know, a really strong sales team. So I'm really in, in excited to introduce you to both of them.
0: That's awesome. I'd love to. Know. I mean, the, data science is one of those things that it sounds like it should be known to everyone, but yeah. there's different definitions. I mean, I, mean yeah. I, I can't wait to have that person on, 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 yep. uh, on this podcast.
1: Yeah. And it's funny. Every time I talk to him, I just, it reminds me that I am, he is so smart and it's somewhere I, a level I wish I could be. and <laughs> I'm just not there. And it's just, it's really, really cool. Some of the stuff that, that they're working on. So
0: yeah. Superb. well, The one other tradition that we have here on this podcast, at least when I'm hosting it, is we like to condense the podcast into hashtags. So Ali, what would your hashtag be?
1: (laughs) So um, I I hope you guys all love this and that it's not too cheesy, but I'm really proud of my hashtag. And I'm going to say my hashtag is ideas are worth every penny.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's (laughs) phenomenal. I I think you're you're a salesperson and a marketer.
1: See, there you go. Yeah, one woman (laughs) show over here.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, (laughs) thank you so much, and uh, uh, for joining us on the on this show. Uh, If there are people who have questions about nurturing talent and creating programs how would they be best to reach out to you
1: yeah so i am i'm public on linkedin so you can just search my name ali penny or feel free to shoot me an email um i'm ali at yes.com uh fortunately an og feel free to send me a note i'd love to connect with you
0: terrific well once again thanks for coming on the show thank you for giving us all this insight and good luck to you in your journey
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And more importantly, share these insights with your peers.